This is Rhema for Today. See, David had an attitude of responsibility to the other generations. Get this. Remember this. Great people do that. Great young people care about older people. Great older people care about younger people. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth Hagan on his teaching, Ages, Stages, and Generations, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagan for today's message. At 24, William Pitt II became the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Samuel was one of the greatest prophets that the Old Testament had, and he ministered, it says in 1 Samuel 3, 1, now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. Jeremiah thought he was too young to be called, and he said, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am but a youth. Psalms 144.12 says that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may become cornerstone polished after the similitude of a palace. Ecclesiastes 12.1 says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Paul told Timothy, Let no man despise your youth. He again talked to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.22, Flee youthful lust." But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who called on the Lord out of a pure heart. The Message Bible says it this way. Run away from infantile indulgences. Run after mature righteousness, faith, love, peace. Joining those who are in honest and serious prayer before God. Now I talked about the young people. Now I'm going to go the other end of the spectrum. At age 59, Clara Barton founded the American Red Cross. At age 65, Colonel Harlan Sanders drove around the country looking for a place to lassen his finger-looking good chicken recipe and started and built the Kentucky Fried Chicken Empire. At age 65, Winston Churchill became Prime Minister of Great Britain. Goldie Meir was 71 when she became Prime Minister of Israel. Michael Angelo designed the dome of St. Peter's Basilica when he was 72. Ronald Reagan was re-elected president of the United States when he was 72. At age 75, John Glenn returned to outer space after being one of the second or third men to go into space. At age 79, Big Ben Franklin invented the bifocals. At age 80, George Burns, who had been on the stage since he was a very young, young man, received his first Academy Award at 80. At 81, Benjamin Franklin was the one that engineered the acceptance of the U.S. Constitution by his diplomacy with all of the delegates that was at the Constitutional Convention. John Wesley became annoyed when at age 83, he could not write more than 15 hours a day without hurting his eyes hurting. At 86, he was ashamed he could not preach more than twice a day. And in his diary, he complained 
there was an increasing tendency to lie in bed and sleep until 5.30 in the morning. At age 89, Arthur Rubenstein gave uh, one of his greatest concerts in New York's Carnegie Hall, New York City's Carnegie Hall. Michelangelo was still composing poetry and designing structures in his 89th year. He painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel on his back on a scaffold when he was near 90. Oliver Wendell Holmes, the Supreme Court Justice that retired at 91, said this, get it. Men do not quit playing because they grow old. They grow old because they quit playing. Caleb was 85 years old when he went back into the promised land. And he said in Joshua 14, 10, I am this day 85 years old. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now therefore give me this mountain which the Lord spoke in that day. Psalms 71 gives us a distinct picture of a godly man, seasoned and mature, that recognized two things. God had been with him from birth and through his youth, and now he was older, and he has a responsibility to the next generation. Psalms 145, verses 4 and 13. One generation shall praise your works to another, and shall... Declare your mighty acts. Verse 13. Your kingdom is everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. See, David had an attitude of responsibility to the other generations. Get this. Remember this. Great people do that. Great young people care about older people. Great older people care about younger people. All who are wise recognize that we need all the generations working together. Without that, we will never be what God wants us to be. We will never accomplish if we're splintered and fractured, isolated and separated. Let me repeat what I said earlier. Satan wants to divide us generationally. He'd like for the generations to be at odds with one another. Let me say once again, we need the energy and idealism of the younger generations. But we also, younger generations, need the wisdom and experience of the older generations. Satan, like I said before, wants young to despise old and old to despise young. But let me say it again. I said it once. I'm going to say it again. And you may hear it again and again. God wants us to recognize the value of the entire body. 
the significance of and the potential contribution of every member. Let me give you some classic examples or one classic example from the scripture of where this division caused a division. This generational gap. This not understanding the energy of the new and the wisdom of the old. In Second Chronicles chapter 10, beginning with verse 1, And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. It happened when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard it. He was in Egypt, where he had fled from the presence of King Solomon, that Jeroboam returned from Egypt. Then they sent for him and called him, and Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father, his heavy yoke which you put upon us, and we will serve you. So he said to them, Come back in three days. So they departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had stood before his father or with his father while he lived. How do you advise me to answer these people? And they spoke and saying, If you are kind to these people and please them and speak good words to them, they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice of the elders had given him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him who stood with him. And he said, what advice do you give me? How should I answer this? When they say lighten the yoke or lighten the burden that your father put on us. The young men who had grown up with him spoke and said, thus you should speak to the people who have spoken to you saying your father made your burden heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Say to them, my little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now whereas my father put a heavy yoke or burden on you, I will add to your burden. My father chastised you with whips, I will chastise you with scourges. Jeroboam and all the people that came to Rehoboam on the third day as king had directed, came back on the third day. And when the king answered and he said these same things that I said, just said, Now, this is not to say that what the older people always say is right and what younger people always say is wrong. But in this case, the wisdom of the elders was what should have been heeded. Because if you know anything about Israel, at this point, they split. Ten tribes went one way, and two tribes went the other way under Jeroboam and Rehoboam simply because both generations were not taken into consideration. There could have been a compromise. There could have been, but the generational gap caused it not to be. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in the offer is the three-CD series from Kenneth Hagan entitled Ages, Stages, and Generations. The next item is the slimline book from Reverend Lynette Hagan called It's Your Time to Shine. We're also offering Reverend Craig Hagan's CD called This Is Only a Test. And to finish out this great offer is Reverend Denise Hagan Burns's CD Living in Continual Peace. All this for the special price of $22.95. That's $18 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join our special guest hosts, Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Burns. If you live in the in the in Oklahoma in the Tulsa area, you can come right here at Rainbow Bible Church here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Um, we have services on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and, and Wednesday night. Or if you live in Oklahoma City, um, you can attend services at Rainbow Bible Church, Oklahoma City, on Sunday evenings. But maybe you live somewhere else around the world. We also have people f- for you. At rhema.org, we have a find a church in your area. And we have Rhema grad churches all across the United States, in fact, all across the world, that you can find a church, in, the closest church in your area. My grandfather always talked about it's very important to find your local church, to get in the local church. And um, if you're not in a local church, that's probably where the problem is. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth Hagan on ages, stages, and generations. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.